This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Welcome to the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast, first and only nerdy live call-in talk show, we're calling it, THN cover to cover, for Saturday, what is today, August 11th, 11th, just like I was going to say, here's how it works, every Saturday from 1130 to 12:30 Central Standard Time, Joe Patrick, I missed you guys, and myself sit here in the ziggurat talking all things comics, video games, role-playing games, anything you want. It's a nerdy call-in show. You take it over. You can call us at 402-819-4894, or you can click our Facebook Call Now button, which lives here, maybe? It's really easy if you want to get in on the action. If you can't call in live, feel free to leave us a message, and we will play it. Or, like I said, send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. But before we get started here, Joey... We introduced a question of the week like two damn weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we went on vacation. Can you please reset said question? Because I don't remember it at all. Yes, I can. This week's question comes from Phil Lee via the forums. He says, what up, nerds? It's hot as balls. Gross. I'm at the pool, and I'm wondering. The poo. What is your favorite aquatic intellectual property? <laughs> Aquaman? Stargate Atlantis? Echo the Dolphin? What was the one with uh, Roy Scheider and the Dolphins? Sequest DSV? Sequest! I forgot about Sequest. Seaman, <laughs> that weird Dreamcast game with the fish with the human face? Seaman? Seaman. I am a seaman. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. You have yeah. your question of the week. There's all manner of shit that I wanted to discuss. There's a Batwoman TV series coming. They just cast Batwoman. She looks great. We're talking about the Supergirl movie. More specifically, I want to get into some theories about the DC cinematic universe and where I think they could have won, how I think they could have beaten Marvel. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Uh, There's more bad Spidey movie tie-ins coming down the pipe. Oh, so many. We talked about Silver Sable and Black Cat being so big in scope, they had to be separated into two separate movies that have nothing to do with Spider-Man. Do you care at all? Should we cast these movies? Let's do it. Let's get all wizard and let's cast them. I don't want to cast these movies. I'm bad at casting. I want to know what you guys read during our summer vacation. What'd you catch up on? What'd you do? Maybe you did something rad too. Oh, the Marvel, uh, the MCU IMAX 10th Anniversary Film Festival Marvel is, is coming. Marvel is re-releasing every movie in IMAX in one week. Four movies per day for five days. Who can do this? I don't, not no me. No one can do this. Dude, I barely made it through Iron Man 2 yeah. when we did a double feature. It's sheer insanity. Regardless, the phone lines are open right now. You can call us, 402 819 Four eight nine four. We want to talk about everything, mm-hmm. whatever you got, and there's no subjects that are off limits. Let's get weird. You know what I'm saying? We have. I mean, no. Let's get weird. We have a voicemail <laughs> from our very own Scott Clark. He sent us an MP3. He missed us. Scotty, start us off. 
Hey, nerds. This is Scott from Cognipals, Ohio, calling in for the question of the week. Uh, man, has it been two weeks already? Uh, uh, time does fly, doesn't it? But anyways, um, I believe the question all the way back to two weeks ago was, uh, what is my favorite uh, aquatic um, title, comic, whatever, property? Um, I have really kind of three answers for this. Uh, as far as non-comic book uh, aquatic uh, properties go. I'd have to say uh, my favorite um, underwater movie would be The Abyss. James Cameron oh, yeah. is just a he's a genius when it comes to movies, except for <laughs> uh, Titanic. Man, I hated that movie. But uh, you liked Avatar, uh, The Abyss. Now it has to be the director's cut. That's Avatar. But it artist. is totally worth uh, a watch. Uh, multiple watches. Uh, I love that movie. Um, as far as comic books go, I'm not a big underwater comic book fan. I don't like Aquaman. I'm not a huge uh, underwater guy. Um, so my answer would have to be John Burns' uh, Namor. Um, for the simple fact that it was more concentrating on uh, the Namor uh, above sea level than it was below sea level, but I still liked it. I, I thought it was cool. Um, and, and my bullshit answer for this question, of course, it's the Snorks. Who, <laughs> oh, God. who, who wouldn't like the knockoff version of the Snorks <laughs> <laughs> underwater? Come on, it, it's it's the Snorks. Um, and really quickly, I do have to say, um, the Fantastic Four is back, baby. Thank God. Oh my God, yes. Yes, finally it's back, and I've read the first issue. It was actually really entertaining. Not much happened in it, but um, uh, Dan Slott looks like he's gearing up to, to do some great things with this title, and I'm really, really excited. But uh, anyways, that's all I got uh, this week, nerds, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Scott, thank you. Let's talk snork morphology real quick here. I only just now realized at age 40 that they're called the snorks because they have snorkels grown out of their heads. This is where I'm going here. What do you do with a snorkel? It's above water. You use it <laughs> to breathe. To breathe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the snorks are underwater. Yeah. With snorkels on their head. Yep. That blow bubbles. Mm-hmm. What the shit is going on? Well, maybe that's their <laughs> that's where they breathe from. I don't know. Like we, a- got a, we got a call coming in. Thank God. I was about to get really weird. Thank you for calling THM Cover to Cover Caller. Who it is? Maybe it's their dicks, Matt. Maybe it's their dicks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if this is you, Mom. <laughs> Hello? Caller? Hello. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Who dis? <laughs> I, I, am I interrupting a fight? No, we were just talking about... Uh, snork anatomy. Whether or not the snorkel on the top of a snork's head is oh, a gem. You're just talking about normal shit. Yeah, yeah, normal stuff. It's standard. Saturday morning okay. in the ziggurat, you know. Patrick, right. I'm going to guess uh, this is you. Hey, uh, Aquaman Superfan calling in. All right. Uh, so I'm not I'm not going to bother with answering the question of the week. That's probably been beaten to death for me uh, at this point. I don't know. Uh, no, but, I don't know. But you could say like I'm not I sure. Mean, obviously not Aquaman, but is there another like a TV show or something that like tickled your pickle? You know, The Man from Atlantis There's, starring Patrick Duffy. There you go. Uh, well, if, if it can't be Aquaman, I'd probably go with C Lab. C Lab. Oh, that's Solid such a answer. good answer. <laughs> that's such a yeah. good answer. <laughs> I love C Lab. Um, I, I, I didn't have a whole lot to say. I can't hang out for the show today. I got some place to be, but uh, I just want to call in and say uh, how great it was to see uh, Joe Patrick's beautiful face again. No, look at this freaking oh, guy. Oh, thanks, I, buddy. I think I I'm pointing at him. It. it looks like I am. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were there. You've been there over the phone. That's been great. But it's uh, it's it's nice to see you again uh, in in the ziggurat in person. Thank you. Uh, missed you. Love you. Love you and, too. And uh, it's good to see you back. All right, go have a real Glad life. Glad to be back. Yo, later, dude. 
C-Lab. Oh, God, I loved C-Lab. My favorite episode was the one where there was like a predator that was on board the Sea Lab <laughs> yeah, 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 that was yeah. like hunting them. And the captain went totally nuts uh, and like <laughs> locked himself in his room and grew a beard. And like the first time he encountered it, they're like, oh my God. And the captain goes, away and flies straight up. <laughs> like, <off screen. laughs> uh, my favorite episode is uh, where the captain uh, figures out how to become a, a wacky radio DJ. Yes. Uh, Howlin' Mad Murphy. <laughs> Fig nuts. <laughs> Fig nuts. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. You interrupted our favorite episodes of C-Lab, but that's okay. Call her. Who dis? Oh, damn. I know. I shouldn't I have know. done that. No, it's okay. It's okay. Who dis? <laughs> this is Phil Lee. Phil! Phil! We are using your damn question again. You're doing good work, that's son. You're doing real hey, good work. I got a lot of questions. I like it. That's why we that's why we keep you around. What do you want to rap about today? Oh, speaking of, all right, let me answer my question. Okay. It's real simple, man. It should be everybody's. Okay. Tiger sharks. Tiger sharks. Tiger, tiger sharks. sharks. Oh, tiger shit. sharks. I mean, come on. That was the cartoon, right? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, it was a cartoon. Yes. I remember <laughs> Tiger Sharks now. I gotta look it up. Yeah. Talk about Spin Tiger Sharks. Or made by uh, Rankin and Bass, same mm. guys who did it, gave us Thundercats. And Silverhawk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Covered yeah, yeah. land, sea, and air. The very short-lived Tiger, Tiger Sharks. I think there was very only like, like four episodes, right? Yeah, it was like put on with a block of cartoons with like a humanoid. Like Here's your Tiger Shark theme. Oh, wow. It's very sassy. Very disco. Listen to this shit. <laughs> and then, like, in true, like, Thundercats, and oh, I forgot about the girl with the octopus head. Yeah. <laughs> in true the, Thundercats. The intro is better than anything Silver else. Silverhawks form. The intro is amazing, and the show looks like garbage. Absolute dirt. <laughs> It's horrible. Uh, that is a great answer. Not to be confused with yeah, SWAT yeah. Cats, which was about cats oh, God, that flew no. jets. Well, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the art through that was consistently bad from the intro to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The intro, yeah, it was just bad. <laughs> I'm not sure what flying a jet has to do with being on a SWAT team, but whatever. Eh, you you know. know, I mean, uh, I I'm think not it's a cop. One of those weird uh, anagram words or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, something it stood like for something. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, like sexy. Oh, yo, whatever. Mark, you mentioned team. about the. Yeah. <laughs> you guys mentioned about the DC universe. What could we do to, or what could have done to fix it? Right? Okay, I'm glad you brought this up. I was thinking about yeah. this. Because in the news this week, there's been a lot of talk of a Supergirl movie, right? And I'm fine yep, with the Supergirl yep. movie. That's great. But then I started thinking to myself, who would I cast as Supergirl? And mm. the I could come up with nothing better than what they have cast mm. on the TV show. I don't think there's mm. anyone better for that role than what they have cast right now for the Supergirl Do TV you have show. one, Phil? Well, if they didn't snatch up Brie Lawson over there for, for the Marvel Captain Marvel, she would have made a decent Supergirl. Yeah, oh, Brie Larson. Yeah. She wouldn't have been bad. But my point being, when I started thinking about this, you know where DC screwed up? DC did not give us enough time to care about these characters before they put them all on a team, right? They just farted out Justice Agreed. League after two mediocre Superman movies, and nobody really cared. The only character right. we cared about was Wonder Woman, and even Wonder Woman in the Justice League movie was not good. It was that bad Agreed. of a film. What they should have done is the same old school six seasons and a movie TV and just say, here is your DC Universe characters. You love the Flash. You love Arrow. You love the stupid legends of the DCU. Put I them, do love the legends of tomorrow. Put them in a movie with a big name Batman and a big name Superman 
Everybody nah. goes. Everybody cares. All this. <laughs> I mean, and like you can do the same production value, whatever. Get Berlanti and his crew behind it because they've already proven they know how to do this shit. And guess yeah. what? You win. You absolutely win. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with the yeah. kid that's playing the Flash in the new Justice League. He's pretty good, whatever. But you know who I love a hell of a lot more? The Flash on the TV. The Flash on the TV series is so mm-hmm. much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and right. you've, you've right. already established Wally. You've already established, you know, like so many DC heroes on these TV shows. Just bring them into the movies. Why didn't you do that? I mean, Marvel should be doing that too, though. Well, Marvel did it in with, well, with they did the it reverse yes, order. I agree with you on that the Netflix too. Absolutely. characters. They should. Yeah. But, Absolutely. But I will and say. Marvel is built better for that right now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like they kind of already got that connective tissue established. That's just it. Enough. Right. Marvel did it in reverse order. They gave us the movies first and then they went into TV. Now, DC I'll had the TV. I'll go with you go on extra. that, Matt, uh, is that I think what, another reason why they messed up is that they, they had a vision, right? They had a lean. Right. It was dark. It was, you know, morbid, whatever, but it was a take. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they didn't lean or rely on it. No. Meaning, for instance, check it out. Man of Steel was dark, right? Just like uh, the Dark Knight movies before it were dark. Right. Yet Man of Steel would not acknowledge Dark Knight. And we have not acknowledged Dark Knight since, even though we've been dark as fuck since Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Because they said, look, okay, we did that thing with Batman. We're going to leave it alone now because out of respect right. for Christopher now, Nolan. But we're going to take every idea he had why? and the look and the feel and the music, and we're going to totally ape it. But... We're not going right. to touch it. Right. But that Batman is not this Batman, right? No. Even no. though it's the same universe. Totally different Batman. But it, but it's not the same universe. Yep. You, no, they're yeah. not embracing what they're already established. Well, and, they should have just leaned on this stuff. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, you could just recast right. Batman. Listen, I, I, don't, I don't have that I'm problem. I'm not really a big fan of the dark take, but I think there's a way to do it, especially if you lean into it where you could... Like, Dark Knight was dark because it's supposed to be, but there were right. some... Uh, reasons for it. Like, you saw how the Joker moved and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Same way with Man of Steel. You could have set up how a Superman moves in that world, like this, and then maybe build up to him kind of getting brighter, and maybe that's the reason why he moves. Maybe we start to trust him more because he establishes trust. Yes. No, I don't have a problem with that at all. I totally agree. I, I think but they don't, where Man of Steel fell do down was... They tried to show that a character like Superman can exist in this dark, scary world, but it wasn't well, Superman. He, could, he was though. sad the whole right. fucking time. He was well, see, bummed my out. Point, if they, had, if he, they leaned into it, right. you could have introduced that Superman, show him how dark he could be. Right. And that Superman's like, yo, this ain't the only way to do it. Right. Brighten up the place. Look at the Captain America movies. The Cap movies are exactly. dark. They're serious. They're hyper political. But Cap is this glowing Boy Scout of a character. Exactly. Doing the Cap right is thing. Yeah. Completely is unchanged. Right. Will not let the world affect him. Right. Whereas Superman was brooding, sad, and right. just Superman watched people die around him. him. Just Superman did less to save innocent people around him than Cap did in any single one series, well, that was the like whole scene, point of Cap. Any one I mean, scene, was, that scene where he's running yeah. down the stairs in Winter Soldier with Bucky, and Bucky's like, "Oh yeah, Bucky's trying, trying to kill dudes, to straight up murder yeah. dudes," and Cap keeps like, "Hey," like grabbing right. him or like knocking the gun out of his hand, like, "Dude, oh, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah." I mean, in that one scene, right. Captain America did more to save people than Superman well, has done a, in three well, fucking movies saying. now. The difference they had a they had a set path. They knew what Cap was, right. and they go down that train. Yes. And the same way with these other characters on DC, they had a set path. We saw it, 
But then they got shaky. Right. They start trying to move it around, and then we get Justice League. Well, not even that. <laughs> they nailed it with Wonder Woman. They nailed the right. character with Wonder Woman. Right. But then that's, they brought that, her... that's proof of it, right? Yeah, that's proof of concept right there. But then you bring her into the Justice League with these clunky characters that nobody gives a shit about, that have already done a bunch of terrible shit and murdered people, and she just doesn't even work there. What is she supposed to do? Nah. Unless she's going to whip them all into shape and say, I'm a team leader, and you jackasses need to listen to me. That's where Justice League faltered. Maybe that should have been the point. That should have been the point. All right, Phil, we got another caller coming in here. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you, Phil. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Hey, this is Josh. How are y'all doing? Good. Real well, Josh. Josh, how are you? Good. Yeah, listen, I love you guys, but this is the first time I've actually seen you live, so I had to call in and be a part of the show. Hey, all right! I, apolo- <laughs> I apologize for everything. <laughs> you were wooed by our good looks? <laughs> right. Definitely. That's it. Yep. I'm winking at you right now. It'll, it'll catch up in the feed in just a little bit here. What do you want to rap about today? So listen... Uh, I, I know this uh, this DCEU conversation has been you know put down on the ground like mm-hmm. twenty feet under, but I had a small bit that I just I had to chime in. Hit us. So, you know, I, I think I think there, there's so much that DC could do better, obviously. Obviously. To, you know, and in compared to MCU, but I honestly think the the best call should have been just to let. Snyder finish his his Justice League. If really? They, if it wasn't going in the direction where they thought they they wanted to go, they should have let him finish his arc and then just be done with it and moved on. I don't disagree. I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, they and I'm not coming Snyder from the had point his of the fan Snyder base. bros. Yeah, I mean, or it's anything. not as big as MCU, but yeah. Snyder has his fan base, and in, instead of you know uh, alienating everybody by turning into that weird twisted half Whedon half Snyder thing that we got yeah it's just inconsistent let Snyder finish yeah. his vision right. no i don't think you're wrong now wasn't part of the reason why he left the project i i think there have been a lot of conflicting well his reports. daughter died his his daughter committed suicide yeah. and and he needed to step down did she commit suicide yes oh um or it, it was either that or they took him off the project and hired a new director. Like, I think the story is very inconsistent. There was a conspiracy theory amongst uh, Snyder bros and who are also comic skate incel idiots who were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Disney murdered his daughter to get oh, rid of that's it. That's so gross. <laughs> oh, God, that's no. bad. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, but jo- Josh, I, I tend to agree with you. You know, just like you've you've already committed the money. Yeah. To the movie, like if he had to step down for personal reasons, that's one thing, right? But if like they were actively looking to replace him, then they, midway through production, not even midway, like three quarters of the way, yeah, that's uh, it's a bad look and it makes for a very inconsistent movie, yeah. And when you don't scrap the film at that point and just say, fuck it, it's a loss, we got to start over, there's no way they were going to because it cost yeah. them 300 million dollars. You put out this piece of shit that looks like a bad intro to a video game with Superman with a hair lip. Hey, look, in one I scene. think, th- look, I, mean, I think like, the Justice League movie is the second best movie in the new DC universe other than Wonder Woman. That's not saying much at all. all well, right? sure. Yeah. I, I like, I had fun. Why I admit it, like, I, Josh, you've heard me talk about it, you've heard us uh, talk about it on the show a billion times. I don't like the Man of Steel movies at all. Yeah, I don't either. But I went to, I saw Justice League, and when it was over, I was like, you know what? I had a, there was a lot of fun moments in that movie. Could have been worse. <laughs> no, that's yeah, not I what mean, I'm saying. 
But no, you're you, absolutely you right. At, Not letting him finish, it, like even if it wasn't good, and I didn't like it. Even if it wasn't good, they should have let him finish and carry through because now you managed to piss whoever actually liked Zack Snyder off and people who genuinely like Joss Whedon. You, we're mad at both of them now, which is just dumb. Yeah, it's you, just dumb. But you're absolutely right, Josh. Like they they alienated that fan base, and now we've got the Snyder Gate Snyder Ugh. Cut stuff. Good lord. Yep. Josh, we got another call coming in here. It is always good to hear from you, brother. Thank you for calling in. All right, take care, guys. All See right, you, Josh. take it easy. Thank you for calling. THN, cover to cover. Caller, who dis? Caretaker of the Marvel Lake House. Hey! JD got a catch. All right. JD, welcome back, brother. We missed you. It's been like two weeks. Welcome back to you guys. Yeah. Thanks. What do you want to rap about today? I like your little Umbrella Academy avatar. Ooh, that's neat. Yes. That's what I was talking about. Uh, I wanted to talk about that. Did you see that so, sketch uh, that Gabriel Ba did for the Netflix yes. preview? Yeah, the Academy thing. Holy then, shit. It looks like a Watchmen cover. <laughs> it looks amazing. <laughs> and then did you did you see the cast photo? Yes. Oh, no. What? Yes. Hold on. And it looks great. Keep talking. They are, yeah, they're doing it. They are full if, on if, doing if, it. If, it if you, look at, if you look, at my, look at my feed, I just posted it this morning. Oh, okay. I'll go to your feed. It yeah, it looks like it's going to be just as weird as it should be. And I, I know, man, I, know. I can't wait. I am so excited. Oh yeah, cannot wait. Oh yeah, so, totally excited for that. Uh, also, want to talk about the uh, X Men. Okay, disassemble. Uh, so, well, yeah, but uh, more importantly, uh, Uncanny. Okay, uh, which I mean, they're kind of together those things. Uh, but the the creators. Uh, they finally gave us creators. Yes. Ed Brisson, Kelly Thompson. Ed Brisson, Kelly Thompson, Matthew Rosenberg, uh, Mahmoud Asrar. Yeah. This um, is a group of young, plucky creators that I very much like. This Umbrella Academy photo is wonderful. It's so cool, right? <laughs> it's so friggin' cool. I want to yeah, see that guy's awesome. gorilla body right now. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, the Umbrella Academy was a Dark Horse miniseries that came out late 2008 2007 2008 yes around there uh what's his name that wrote it gabriel it was uh gerard Gerard way gerard way lead singer of my chemical romance wrote it i do not give a shit about my chemical romance but i cannot resist that book it is a wonderful creepy family story oh well then then the, the best part is not only are we getting the netflix series next year but the end of this year, we're getting volume three. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, he'll go back to Hotel writing Williams. in a style that we can understand. <laughs> yeah. He already has. Uh, I picked up, uh, on Comixology, I was able to pick up the, uh, for like, I think it was actually free. No, it was 99 cents. Uh, I picked up the uh, San Diego Comic-Con Ashcan uh, okay. Hotel Oblivion. Number oh, right. Zero. Yeah, I need cool. to read that. I have that. Yeah, I feel like he just really good. Gerard Way like started this young animal thing at DC and wanted to do something flashy. He's trying to do Grant Morrison and and but it was all style and flash without Grant Morrison's story. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was too well, yeah. it was just too many tricks and too many like now we're flashing forward. Now we're in a microscopic world. Now we're back in time. Now who knows where we are? Like, okay, there's no story here. <laughs> it was very yeah. pretty to look at. I, I love the Doom Patrol. It was very pretty to look at. It was not a good story. It did not end. Well, well. I think it's I think I think a lot of it for Gerard is just the fact that, you know, 
Umbrella Academy was really personal to him. Yes. I mean, that was his baby, his story. He thought of it from the ground up. Oh, yeah. I think these other properties, you know, he's just floating in big pools, you know? Yeah. They're um, just uh, not his. I think he but, was so good. He's trying to shoehorn his sensibilities in. Yes. He's good for the personal, quirky sort of story. Yeah. But when it comes down to, like, weird superheroing. That is very difficult mm-hmm. to write, and it takes years and years and years to get it right. Morrison has 25, 30 years of that under his belt, and that's why he's good at it. Yeah. You can't just dive oh, into and, that. And, and, with, and with Morrison, I mean, it's still polarizing. I mean, depending on who you ask, he still hasn't gotten it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, there's plenty of <laughs> people Grant Morrison can't is hang. his hit and miss. I'm really curious to see what happens with his Green Lantern that he's got. Yeah. I think it's going to be I'm a actually, very I'm standard actually, superhero story. I hope it is. Mm-hmm. I sincerely hope it is. You know, I, I I'm, I'm kind of hoping for more of a Morrison X-Men feel. Okay. I mean, you certainly could, let's go back to X-Men. That's where you started. Uh, the, the creators on the X-Men, yeah. Ed Brisson, yeah, yeah, Kelly yeah. Thompson, and Matthew Rosenberg. Matthew Rosenberg. These are some young, very talented writers and artists. I yep. like the choice there, and I hope, like you said with Morrison's X-Men, Marvel's going to say, look, we've hit a wall. We're telling the same X story over and over and over again. Please mm-hmm. just do something interesting. Do something creative. We don't, care. we don't care who you kill. We don't care who you bring back. Just make it interesting and make it sell. Well, you know, I think the last line of the, the solicit for X-Men Disassembled suggests that they're shaking the Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah, definitely. I think they're yeah. going to kill you know, a saying, bunch of mutants. Yeah, they're you know they're basically saying you know what what is what is X, Uncanny X Men going to look like? Well, that all depends on who survives. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and it's just like oh, and that's fun. I mean, like, and I was just thinking about this the other day. I can't remember who I had the conversation with, but they were like, "Who's your favorite X Man?" And I immediately go to either Nightcrawler. Or mm-hmm. Colossus. Wolverine is a character that I love all on his own. I just can't even pick him. That's uh, I love that character, mm-hmm. but I have to take him off the board. And the Wolverine and the Colossus yeah. that I remember loving, I love from the 80s and the 90s. I have not given a shit yeah. about either two of those characters for I don't know how long. Yeah. And they're two of my favorite know, Marvel characters. Did you see the uh, X-Men Gold Annual of... Uh, most recent X-Men Gold Annual, the, that was the Excalibur. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't read it because I just, I have stopped oh my God, paying it, attention. If, I, you're an ex, if, if, you're an X-Men, if you're an Excalibur fan, an old school Excalibur fan. I am. Oh, that will so just warm your heart. And Huge I, time. I mean, that's just, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that was totally worth it. And it was Nightcrawler and Kitty and... You know, the only thing that made it look like it was not old school Excalibur was Captain Britain's got a beard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Did Alan Davis draw it? No. That's too bad. No. That seems like a missed opportunity. He did the cover, uh, I think, though. No, he did. That seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah, and whoever, <laughs> and whoever did the art actually was kind of, you know, aping a lot of his okay. stuff for, yeah. for some of those scenes. They were taking, like, really interesting panel choices to you know, kind of build up that nostalgia, but yeah. And as far as this new creative group, I think you're right. This new young plucky creators group, because after Bendis left, everyone started crying and like, Oh, well, DC's going to win everything. DC right. won San Diego. DC's got all the talent. And like, you know what? Go ahead. Keep saying that because all yeah. it's going to do is it's going to make Donnie Cates and 
and all these other guys over there, they're going to they're gonna get that mentality of we don't have anything Sorry. to lose. Sorry, I couldn't cut that off. I apologize. Ah! Oh, that's right. Still <laughs> I don't know why that's still doing this. There it goes. All right. Sorry about that. Okay. No, I totally agree. Right. And I think yeah. Marvel is in a tenuous place right now where they are definitely putting out some very high quality stuff. The new Captain America is wonderful, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what else did we The new Thor is back and mm-hmm. just perfect. Exactly what it needs to be. The new Iron Man book is very good. Fantastic Four has just returned with Dan Slott at the helm. And I think they are doing a good no, job. It's still like six months out. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I, yeah, uh, I mean, I it's mean... coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, talk to this man for a second. My camera is falling. I need to fix this. Oh, real no, quick. the camera is falling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, like I'm I, I am very happy with the new talent Marvel has. And I'm glad that they're getting a lot of work like I love. I love all of them. I love Donny Cates. I love Ed Brisson. I I love Matthew Rosenberg and I love Kelly Thompson. Like I'm excited. I'm excited next week, uh, six months and one week from today, uh, West coast Avengers. Number one comes out. Oh yes. Uh, so Matt- let me ask you this. Let me, who, who's that's Kelly Thompson, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask you this. What do you guys think of the rumor that Donnie Cates is going to, is kind of stepping up and being, becoming the new Bendis Donnie Cates at Marvel. Um, well, Donnie Cates, Yes, is becoming somewhat the new Bendis at Marvel. He's the the architect. They don't I'm, use that term anymore, but I'm fine a lot with of people it. are starting to look at it. It's true because yeah. they gave him, they put him in charge of the revival of the Marvel Knights imprint. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Donny uh, Cates is fantastic. So yeah, he's they're they're giving him more and more creative responsibility. He's also genuinely excited for all these books that he's yeah. writing, and I feel like the creators that are working with him are so thrilled to have him on board because it just seems like the guy's an idea machine and he's, and he's yeah, just yeah. throwing great stuff out there right now. Is he and doing the, he's doing the cosmic ghost for writer, killing Dr. Right? Strange's dog. Right, right. Exactly. Oh, and also, Oh man, RIP. I don't, sorry. Yeah. It's six months from now. <laughs> Jeff, I don't want to ruin it for you. Yeah. He did something else. Okay. He killed another dog. It wasn't good. Oh, um, but yeah, he does write Cosmic Ghost problem? Rider. Yeah, he's, this is the man that gave us Cosmic Ghost Rider, which on paper sounds like the dumbest yeah. idea in the world. It's hilarious. And I love it. It's so great. It is such a fun book. There's just no rules. I know. Frank Castle in space with a flaming head flying around with baby Thanos on his back. Yeah, <laughs> like very lone wolf and cub in space Go. kind of thing. <laughs> Well, and it's like, I mean, that's the other thing I like is I feel like Marvel is throwing these crazy ideas out there now. And I think they, they are kind of having this unhinged feel to them. I'm like, yeah, I know some people are rolling their eyes at the idea, but I think Spider-Geddon sounds phenomenal. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, Spider-Verse was the same way. It's just stupid fun. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Verse was a stupid fun. great time. I just don't know if we need to revisit the Spider-Verse already. I feel uh, like we were there for a long some time. Of the stuff that they're bringing in, though. Uh, now you're I just mean, it doing looks pretty it again. fun. Um, my, the conspiracy-minded uh, side of me thinks that the main reason that they're doing a Spider-Geddon sequel is so they can introduce the video game version of Spider-Man into the Marvel Universe in time for the game to come out in September. No, I think, I think it's actually the other way around. I think they're doing it so that they can garner more interest for... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the movie. Oh. I think he, I think he's right. I think it's gonna. But that and movie doesn't also, come out for a year. No, that's like this December, dude. 
It's it? December, yeah. yeah. It comes out this Christmas. This December, and I cannot wait. I yeah. know. Holy and also, crap, it looks uh, good. <laughs> and Ghost Spider, I'm down with. Yes, because Spider-Gwen is a stupid thing to call somebody. Yeah, it's dumb. Yes. It's just a dumb um, And that's not even what her code name was. Bring no. her over. You know, we can't, I mean, we have a hard enough time with two Spider-Men. We can't have two Spider-Women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, yeah, it's, right. too, it's too much, and we don't need it. Uh, and Ghost Spider's a great name for that costume. Yeah, it's yeah, not bad. I, I think it's a fine code name. I just wish they'd started out that way. Yes. You know, because now it's like, well, her name yeah. is Spider-Woman. Right. But the name well, of her comic is Spider Gwen. Right. Yeah. But we're changing it to Ghost Spider because yeah. of the cartoon. And I, I do think they will probably lose some stuff. Lose yeah, some it's just like, okay, well, here we go. You should have thought about this It's a lot better than what they renamed Miles for the cartoon. What did they rename Miles? Why did they rename Miles? Yeah, well, I don't know if they renamed it, but I, I saw it on an action figure, actually. Uh, the, the black and red costume, and they have it listed as Kid Arachnid. No! Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no! That sounds like, like That's awful. Chinese rip-off toy or something. Like, <laughs> I know. If you like Spider-Man, to, you'll love Kid Arachnid, you know? I had to double check it just to make sure it wasn't like one of those bad like Mexican knockoffs. Yeah, superb yeah. man. Right. That is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> God. And it wasn't. It oh, wasn't. Uh, that's it's, so uh, bad. It's the yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man man. cartoon on Nicola on no on, uh, on Disney, Disney XD or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or Disney XD. Yeah, that one. That's the one that they call him Kid Arachne because I actually caught an episode and they call him that. That's oh, like, bullshit. With that words so and vocals. dumb. Ugh. Oh. I don't like it one bit. Well, you can't confuse the kids though. Kids are idiots. The kids are yeah. idiots. It's true. It's like, wait a minute. Hold on. Which one's Spider-Man? Oh, JD. Look, man, they're both Spider-Man, okay? <laughs> it has been a pleasure. I got to open these phone lines back up, though. You're hogging the whole damn show. I know, but one last quick question. I just want people to call in. Uh, Michael Cray, has it been good enough for me to overlook the art and get caught up? Oh, I, Go. I can't answer that question. <laughs> I stopped. Uh, Brian Domingos, yeah. you're I, our only hope. Yeah, I stopped. That's Brian Domingos, you're our, yeah, thank you. All, All right, right, we got a call right, from here. I'll talk to you later, buddy. How many calls we got coming in? Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? It's Brian Domingos. Brian, speak. We were just talking about the you. aforementioned Brian Domingos. Uh, what, 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 were you, JD, what were you talking about? JD, got a catch, needs to know, is Michael Cray worth reading uh, enough to overlook the bad art? The art is not good. You know, I am I am never going to put up with anyone talking badly about and Stephen Harris. So, um, yes, read Michael Cray. <laughs> All right. There you have <laughs> there it. You go. There you have it, J.D. Read um, Michael Cray. I don't know. Who, was, was there someone else who expertly illustrated the Aztec series? Who else was that? Oh, that was then Stephen Harris. Look, right. I loved his work on Aztec. Loved it. Oh, wait, that's the same guy from same Aztec? Same dude. Same dude. Yep. I don't love it here. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's just like... Didn't all right, all well, right. I'm going to have to read this book. trying I'm going to have to read this book. It's just book. not working for me. It didn't work for me. I'm going to have to go back issues. and read this book and, and judge it for myself. I did four issues. clearly of it. somebody's wrong. I couldn't handle it. It's, it's probably Matt. I'm it's, sorry. Matt is probably wrong. I don't. I don't want to say that it's Matt, but I've know. never claimed not it's, to it's, be a jerk. It's usually okay? Matt, Brian. <laughs> right. Like to be perfectly honest, <laughs> not sit here, you know, defending my good name. Give me a goddamn break. <laughs> <laughs> the name hey, bomb uh, is guys, synonymous with you guys. You guys dragged me into this. You know, I'm just. It's I'm just, true. Um, Will you please drag us yeah. out of it? What do you want to rap about today? Um. Geez. I don't, what, what was the question of the week? Your favorite aquatic intellectual property, specifically. 
I would uh, say underwater. Underwater. Yeah. Um, like Thunder Bay. I don't I think. I mean, counts. he said aquatic. So okay, okay. So Thunder, Thunder. Bay counts because he was at the pool. Yeah. You know, he was just chilling by the pool. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't think Thunder Bay should ever count because my God, I mean, what a what a. He <laughs> was I mean, terrible. Ho- what about Hogan Thunder? Like Thunder in Paradise on a speedboat? Come on! Oh my God! Um, the do rag the do rag budget was like twenty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, man. So, you know, but that was probably in Hulk's contract already. Like those do rags came with him. He provided his own. Oh, yeah, you know they're automatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When was the you last time you, you saw Hulk out without a do-rag? You know why? You haven't seen him? He's bald as fuck. Dude is bald. He's like Brett Michaels bald. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. Rock of love, bald, um, man. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it because, I, I mean, I think, I, I, I don't know. I can't think of too many, um, see, you know, aqua type things. But, and this is a little bit of a stretch. But um, I thought it was kind of funny and kind of clever, but just sort of out of nowhere. At the end of the Backlash series, okay, right. So the one that, like the Sean Ruffner, um, when Pete Woods was the artist, like way after Brett Booth left, uh, we find out that um, Backlash's dad was like was a Caribou Lord, right? And he is the king, but he was the king of Atlantis. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There was like yeah, that's yeah. right. He like so in- he's like the, and and that was the whole like plot. So he. And they fight, and they've got like the drawn, which were like this other weird alien God, species, is... and, they, and it's, it's all this like magic stuff. And then that's what the Wild Core book was. This like, is all coming um, back to me now. Oh, oh Wild yeah. Core! I remember. Yeah, Wild Core, Wild Core, Wild Core, Wild Core. <laughs> that's They're like it's 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 backlash book, but it's got um, Zealot in it. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll read it. Sure. And Brett Booth artwork until he left. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was sort of like a weird curveball but then it's where you find out like how old is backlash oh he's like ten thousand years old yeah because his, his he was born in atlantis which is just like the strangest weird yeah, continuity thing I think and at then, that point they were just like hey we're getting canceled fuck it <laughs> like, let's do whatever the hell we want you know <laughs> there was there was 30 i think 32 issues of the main book and then like Ten of Wildcore. I mean, that's that's a long time. That's almost no. four years of no. You know. Backlash started. It was huge. Well, it was huge when it started. It was so cool. He had the energy whips, and he was sort of like moved like Spider Man. And oh man, he was cool as hell. I loved Backlash. Um, the the <laughs> Backlash Spider Man crossover is like so amazing. It was it's great. Riley Spider Man. It was totally great. And, uh, yeah, totally awesome. Oh, I loved it. It's good. Yeah. That's a really weird left field Wildstorm answer. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> oh, I, I have, I have all, I celebrate the entire wild storm. Um, yeah. History, except like two or three things where I'm like, yeah, that didn't happen. But the, the um, entire oeuvre. <laughs> oeuvre. There, there was, I, I start to, to jump off board when, uh, when Will Pfeiffer did a, um, the Captain Adam, um, I don't think it's called Armageddon or something. And he gave voodoo magnetic powers. So I was like, all right, you don't know what he's talking about. Oh, that's I, right. I, I, I remember I, the Captain Adam Wildstorm mini. Yeah, it was like Captain Adam, like all of a sudden could travel like through the bleed and stuff. And like, yeah, and he and he and Void had like this yeah. weird like thing, and and voodoo had uh, magnetic powers, which Ugh. I don't know if that um, like wh- what comics did you read where that seemed relevant or even possible? Right. Um, right. He's like, oh, that stripper, she must have magnetic powers. Yeah. Like, where did you? Yeah. Like all strippers. I don't. Yeah. Well, that's a different kind of magnetism. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what Voodoo's powers even were. She could like kind of like shapeshift a little bit, right? She like sort she, of. 
turn? Yeah, well, she could she could see, you know, she, she was half Damonite, half, this right. Welcome to Wildstorm um, cast. Um, the uh, half Caravum, half uh, Damonite. That's right. So she could so she could see through when Damonites were in disguise right. as humans. And she could also and sort of, like, lizard her arms up and, like, have, like, Damonite like claws and hands sort of right yeah when they yeah. when when alan moore brought them to back to like kara and she found and she got sent to like the daemonite ghetto which yeah. is like so crazy and she kind of like you know <laughs> it really embraced her um her daemonite side and that you know and it kind of gave her some like healing ability and shape-shifting and, totally um but um yeah no magnetism in there as far as i could tell no no um, no that was yeah, yeah. I, it was a whole dumb thing different she, thing where people like, and they're like, "Oh, Will Fire." I'm like, "I'm, I'm out. I don't care if, if it's been 15 years. I'm, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not reading anything Will Pfeiffer. I but don't, he I, wrote Hero. Will Pfeiffer has written good stuff. Okay, this was no, a, he, he, this was a young Will Pfeiffer who was coming up, and they were like probably taking any assignment. No, throw Captain Adam Armageddon no. came years after Hero. This was before that was, in the, that was the late 90s. This that, was or, before they the folded Wildstorm. Yes. Yeah, but it was still pretty young for Pfeiffer, wasn't it? No, like, Matt, when did he first well, pop up? Hero came out in like 2001. Was it? Yeah, this was, this was like Hero? five or six years after that. Yeah. He'd yeah. already written um, Aquaman and Hero. Yeah, you know, he was that was I mean, this was like his he, he kind of not peaked, but I mean, he's not really around that much. He did that stuff, and then he kind of, you know, wasn't around, and then yeah. he's writing this wild, and I'm like, yep. anything Wildstorm, anything, yes. Yeah. yeah. Captain Adam, I'm on board, and then it's like, everyone's there, and okay, I can put up with all this, and oh, she's got magnetic powers. I, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> oh, and- like, read, read any issue that she's been in, any, any, yeah. any, any. It, it never happened. He did it. Like, he had a bad run on Catwoman too. Yeah, I, it was. Yeah, like, he did have I, a bad run. I was excited when he was going to take over because I loved Hero so much, and it was just not good. Yeah, you're not a fan of Film Freak. He's not your favorite. Oh Catwoman, my god, um, fucking Film well, yeah. Freak! That was so awful, yeah. Brian. <laughs> listen, listen. This is welcome to the anti the the Will Cipher sucks podcast. This is where we're at. This is this is what I'm here for. Yes, we are. We have really run the gamut today. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> talk I'll call back and, and complain more next week. Oh my god, sounds yeah. great. Film Thank freak. you so much. Film sorry, freak, sorry, Mr. Pfeiffer, if you're man. watching. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I didn't do it. Just, All I did was buy the comic he wrote. That, that was my, fair that enough. Was my fault. To fair do enough. That. Yeah. I remember being yeah. mad at H.K. Proger for writing Stormwatch back in the day. H.K. Proger? Yeah, he took over so, after Jim Lee left, and it was the worst. It was so bad. It was, it was yeah, Proger and, and um, Renato, what's his name? Renato, Renato Arlem. Arlem. Renato Arlem. Arlem, Arlem not good. No, Arlem went on to become pretty good. Back no, then, Arlem I was don't. just like trying to ape. Like He was sort of doing a Jim Lee meets um, sort of a... Eric, uh, what's his name? Uh, Savage Dragon. Eric Larson. Eric Larson. He was sort of a Jim Lee, Eric Larson clone, and he was not Yeah, good. Joe Materia kind of. That, yeah. yeah he, oh, he, terrible. Yeah, it, that was that last arc right before um, Ellis took over. Yes. And then all of a sudden yeah. it became the best comic book ever written. It was, yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. Brian, it is always good cool. to talk to you and relive the old days. Cool. I feel like Ain't half, no problem. half our up. audience tuned out, but screw it. <laughs> Oh, That's Renato right. Arlem, uh, <laughs> he's got kind of an Alex Maleev thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. He got really good. He got really good. I think he's a really good mimic, but I don't think he could do, you know, a solo book, like his own thing. Who knows what that would look like? But yeah, he, I don't know. Yeah, he, he, he does whatever they want him to do, and he right. does it fine. Yeah, I think he's one um, of those. He's, oh, yeah, here's a here's an old Stormwatch cover he did. It, it looks exactly like Joe Mad. Yeah, it was bad. Or yeah. um, 
uh, or one of the guys, not even like Joe Mad, but one of the guys that w- mimicked Joe Mad in the '90s that right. Marvel used to hire, uh, Roger Cruz. Roger Cruz is a perfect yeah, example. Cruz, yeah. <laughs> yes, they might even be the same guy. They, they might, might be the same, same guy. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe Roger yeah. Cruz was his pen name. Yeah, Joe was working under yeah. a wider sounding name, right? <laughs> <laughs> How about Roger? Yeah, Renato's not doing it for me. No, no. All right, Brian. Always good to talk to you, brother. Awesome. I'm gonna open these phone lines back. Bye, up. Brian. Have a good one. Phone lines are open. Feel free to call us. In the meantime, I haven't done this in a long time, so I don't know what we do if nobody calls. We discuss Batwoman. Okay. At the moment, yes. So Ruby Batwoman Rose was has cast, been cast as Batwoman. Ruby yes. Rose, who says it was a childhood dream to be cast as Batwoman. Well, I don't think she means specifically Batwoman because <laughs> yeah. Batwoman's only been around since the early yeah, 2000s. which led me to believe, oh, Ruby, you uh, have not been reading. But there this, have are there are there have been female Bat characters since there have been the female Bat fifties, so. not Batwoman. There was a Batwoman back yeah. in the 50s. Yo, you think she knows that Katie Kane? Come on. Or what was it? Cassandra Kane? No, was it, was, it was Katie Kane. It was Katie yeah, Kane. It was, it was, yeah. yeah. I doubt she can answer many golden age Batwoman questions. Well, look, questions. whether or not she knows about Batwoman continuity is not the question. She looks great. And she was awesome in John Wick 2. Uh, she's, she's also on Orange is the New Black, but I don't know who she is on Orange is. I don't, I don't either. I don't, I don't watch that Casey. show enough. Casey watches it. I, I only see that show like every fourth episode randomly when I'm walking through the living room as Michelle watches okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so. She was a total badass in John Wick 2. Mm-hmm. She showed she can like, no problem with the martial arts, looks good with a gun, looks like a badass in black spandex. They have to get her an outrageously ridiculous bright red wig. Sure, yeah, yeah. You I have agree. to do it. I, you, mm-hmm. you can't give me Batwoman with short hair. I need crazy red wig, just like in the comics. You got to do it. Right. And I think that the Batwoman costume kind of lends itself pretty decently to Most definitely. being on screen. Most definitely. Yeah. All right. We got to And call. not in a weird Christian Bale armor Batman. No, 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 no. Thank you for calling oh, THN. Me. Cover to cover. Caller, who this? Harvey Locust here. Hey, there was some heavy breathing there. Yeah. We were just like, whoa. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it's the nothing. Oh, no, it's the nothing. What do you want to rap about today, Harv? Well, I just thought I'd call in since you were talking uh, Batwoman. Yeah. And uh, so now I've, I've read, uh, let's see, it was, the, it was the detective run. Sure. That first happened. J.H. Williams. And then it was. Yeah, oh. and then yeah, wonderful. And then she didn't come back again until the new Fifty Two started, right. and uh, and the Batman Reborn stuff was going on. Oh, wonderful stuff! Um, but she in in throughout that series, very limited interaction with any other Bat characters, and she specifically kind of stepped away from Batman. Yes. I think that's why this character is going to work. I agree. In the CW DC universe, because there is no Batman. Right. And they, and they definitely, like, they didn't even really bring her in to a major Bat story until that detective run that Tom King did, where, like, she was running a team, basically. Uh, well, Tom, uh, that was Tom, Tom King, King, wasn't it? Yeah. That was Tom King on Detective. Oh, you're right. It was, yeah. And, and but before that, she was on her own, doing her own thing. And yes, she was Batwoman, and Batman was aware of her. Oh yeah, like Batman did the thing Batman always does when a new right. superhero shows up in Gotham City. He cornered her and threatened her and sure. 
I go, I'm watching you. Yeah. <laughs> and she was that like, sort of shit. F you, F off. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You're not my dad. So it could totally work. I think it makes a lot more sense <laughs> than having, say, like a Titan show with a Robin that's like, fuck you, Batman. Eat fuck. Fuck off, Batman. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You know? <laughs> yeah, that right. trailer, that's exactly how I remember and the And Batman's trailer. nowhere to be seen, not around. Yeah, because know, like, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is, what does this open up for the for the DC uh, TV show, the Berlanti verse. Okay, so this is my theory. I think. Uh, so, are you familiar with the shows? You watch them all, Harv? I have watched them all, but I am not currently caught up on them. But okay. you, you know enough about them to know that Supergirl lives in a different universe. Yes. Right. So um, I don't know why they didn't and just once a year they get together and do a crossover. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just crisis that shit together I when know. they when the CW picked up the show. Yeah, like or don't even mention it. Just be like, "Yep, we've been here the whole time." Sure. No <laughs> one, no one would be like bullshit. <laughs> and I think I think though the reason that they maintain that she's mm. on a different universe is because. Um, I think it's important for the Flash and for Arrow uh, to exist in a world where there's no Superman, because they are yeah. the they are like the greatest heroes. They're the strongest heroes in that world so yeah, far. Yeah, I guess. I, um, I, I suppose. You know, it, it is kind of similar to Black Lightning, though they haven't explicitly said one way or the one way or the other where it fits in. But like. Well, no, but they'd be like... Oh, he also doesn't live anywhere near them. He lives yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah, he basically lives on the other side of the United States. But they have mentioned, like, in news reports They mentioned that there were other metahumans. Yeah. Like, um, they mentioned The Flash, and they mentioned Arrow on, a, like, a news report or something. I don't so. think they mentioned any characters by name. Though I'm not caught up on Black Lightning, but I, I do remember they mentioned metahumans. I'm pretty sure he's there. Though. But, um, so anyway, I think that, um, I think Batwoman will come from the Supergirl universe. Yeah, I like that theory because there's probably a Gotham City. In right. fact, I think they've mentioned it. Oh no! You know what? I said this online, and somebody pointed out that um, they actually do mention Arrow. Uh, they mentioned Gotham City by name on Arrow at at some point. Yeah, they've mentioned Gotham City by name on the Flash too. They they no mention of Batman though. Right. Nothing like that. But yeah. I think I think Batwoman I think Batwoman is going to come from the Supergirl universe. I think that there will be a Batman in that world. We may or may not see him. Right. Like it took two you years before we saw her, uh, her own other world. I hope not. I don't. That's I'm tired. Mud, of that that shit. muddies the waters a little too much for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm tired of that shit. And, and it doesn't. I don't it, think there's it's no necessary. reason to do it. There is no. They've already proven that. Like even though these two live in different universes, they've already proven they can team up and it's great and everybody loves it. You know. Right. They've got a character whose whole purpose is to yeah open the door between the two worlds. Just put them together. So knock it off. Like it, it's like you know opening the door to your bathroom and there's the flash. Right. Like no <laughs> no one was confused with the fact that Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Daredevil are running around the Marvel Universe, you know, and, and even the agents of uh, fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. And no one was like, wait a minute. I, don't get, I you mean, know? I really do think it's because of the whole, like, if you if you introduce, if your whole universe is built around lesser known characters right. to start, right? Like the Flash and Green Arrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does not make sense for them to also live in a world where there's Superman and Batman. I only, right. Because they're I only instantly kind of, overshadowed. I only kind of agree with that. So I mean, there's, I think the right writing, just like in the comics, and it works. 
Because you could say the same yes. thing in the comics. I mean, obviously, Superman can run real fast, shoot lasers with his eyes, fly. Why do we need the Flash? Well, read the Flash and you'll find out. You no, know? I agree. But I just think that having them uh, separate. But Superman came first. Right. Yeah. In, in the if comics. you're introducing a world where Superman doesn't come first or Batman doesn't come first. Yeah. Right. It's kind of hard to reverse that, I think. Right. I, mean, I think it's extremely difficult. And on the on the Supergirl show, they introduced Superman before. I think he appeared at the end of the first season. Maybe it wasn't yes. until season well, two. Well, we saw his shadow. Yes, they talked about him. We right. saw his shadow in like episode two. Yeah, right. And they talked about him all the time. Right. And yeah, so like that world that Supergirl inhabits, Superman is has been around yeah, for without, a while. Without question. Right. Yeah, and so to have right. them exist in the same world, well, it doesn't make any sense. So how come the Flash doesn't know who Superman? So is? if they don't put right. Batwoman in that same world, it doesn't make sense because if you've got Superman there, then yes, you have Batman there. You have to. You have the Martian Manhunter. Like I think they've got to be there. I think the Supergirl universe is the closest thing to the actual DC universe. Yeah, definitely on TV. <laughs> well, and you're already dealing with the Legion and the shit like that. So you, right, you they have the Legion. They've got the Martian Manhunter. You've already got, got these wacky ideas. Why not throw yeah. Batman and Batwoman in there? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and yeah. then glue that shit together, man. Look, yes, have an event. Just glue it together. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. Crisis on Infinite shows. I like. Whatever. I would be thrilled. Yes. Just right. do it. I don't know. It, it just seems like they're beating around the bush, and it's going to happen sooner or later. But look, I love the like. I like the idea that they address the multiverse. I love that they play with the multiverse. On I shows. know you do. I think and it's so great. It bothered me at first, and now I kind of love my it. favorite. My favorite. One of my favorite things from the last like season or two of the Flash is uh, is um, I don't know what they call him now. You like it? This Wells. Much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a different character every season. Right, right. Is that he, like... He's their it's Doctor like the Who. Ca- it's the Council of Reeds, right? He's, the yeah. Council of Reed Ridges. He's he got a their, Council of Wells. He's their Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, he talks to, like, different versions of himself. Yeah. And one guy's a pirate and one guy's French. Yeah. And <laughs> I think it's hilarious. One guy's a spaz <laughs> and, like, one guy's super evil. One guy's, like, the Big Lebowski. Yeah. No, and he's great. And they've really given that chance, that actor a chance to really shine on that show. I mean, what the fuck were we talking yeah. about? We were talking about Batwoman. We were talking about Batwoman. So, no, I like your theory. I hope that's I hope that's what they're doing. Yeah. It just makes good sense. Harv, thank you for your call. Hey, guys. Hey, and also I'd like to mention real quick, uh, for any of you comic nerds out there, uh, the Hey Kids comic book convention is tomorrow, in town tomorrow, the, the, the roaming garage sale of comic books. Oh, that's uh-huh. right. Yeah. That's right. Where's it at? It's, um, let's see here. It's at the Comfort Inn Suites. I think it's um, the one that's always on 72nd. Grover. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 72nd and Grover. The, the, the Hojo. The it's ho- at the old Hojo. The old Hojo, baby. <laughs> yeah, the, old, the old Hojo is changed now, so oh, no, they that's moved right. across the street. The old Hojo oh, is right, a right, garden inn now. Right, right, right. They got all high class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This ain't no Hojo. All right, yeah. Comic-Con in Omaha tomorrow. Check all right, it out. There Check it, it is. out. Hey, kids. Comics. Comic garage sale. It's a pretty good time. They have a bunch of cheap good stuff. Yeah, a lot of retailers. Yeah. Some overpriced crap too. But mm-hmm. it's fun to look, right? Yeah. Harv, I might bump into you there, buddy. You have a good one. All right, guys. Nice talking with you. See you, bud. I forgot about that show. It's still happening. Alan. Uh he'll never hear this, so I'm gonna tell this story. Uh those shows are run by a guy named Alan. Yes. Uh he's been doing it for years and years and years. He did it while Matt and I worked for Krypton. He is a crazy person. Uh, and every time he comes up to talk to you, he says, 
hey, it's Alan. Remember me? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, Alan. Yes, Alan. I saw you a year ago. I remember you. <laughs> yes, Alan. Alan also used to make flyers for like the comic shows that were literally just like a typed document. <laughs> like, it's old school, baby. Yeah, and then you'd like put it, but you would put it like on a light pole. Like someone's driving by, it's gonna be like on Saturday, August, you know, twenty third, there will be a comic book show that is happening. <laughs> like nobody can read that, Alan. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I think they got better. Yeah, I don't think he has a website anymore either. Or, or I, don't I don't think he ever did. He was like, nah. no, no, there was a website. Yeah, was there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, MidwestComicShows.com. I think it was called something it was like the website, that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Anyway. Go to the comic book convention. Like he's a he's a nice dude. I'm not I'm not like it's a good time. Fair and enough. if you join his mailing list, uh you usually I don't know if this is still the case, but he'll send a reminder card. When the con comes back to town, you can take the con a uh, card to the con oh, and yeah, get yeah. in for free. That's what he did. Yeah. He yeah. was like everything was postcard based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, he did a lot of extra work. Look, dude, this was know. the early 2000s. We didn't know how yeah. s- the social media worked. We it didn't have, We didn't know how to send out email lists. Back before cons were cool, baby. Although. Yeah, uh, Harvey says in the chat, yep, it's still postcards. <laughs> it's still postcards. Good for you, Alan. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, sign up for the mailing list, and then the next time the con comes, when you get the card, take it, you'll get it for free. Fair enough. So we've got some bad Spider-Man movie tie-ins coming. We discussed them uh, on the show a little bit. Yes. Uh, we have a Silver Sable standalone film, and we have a Black Cat standalone film. I'm saying neither of which see the light of day. Yeah. I need someone to call in and tell me why I care. Someone call in and tell me why I care about a movie with either of these characters without Spider-Man. Like, I love Silver Sable. And don't tell me that, like, we need more female superheroes in movies. I agree. We absolutely do. But these are not standalone characters. They're not. Now, hold on. I will argue that Silver Sable has enough going for her that she could do that. They could do a story. Certainly more because than the Black. She's Cat. a spy. She runs a whole organization. Right. Like they were Nazi hunters. Right. Like that. Silver Silver Sable's backstory is interesting, and right. it has nothing to do with Spider Man. Right. Um, well, no, no, it has no, no, no. no, no like, you're right. You're right. Like they met. Obviously, they yeah. worked together, but her whole deal has nothing to do with Spider Man's origin. Right. So, yes, Silver Sable, absolutely. I think that they could make a movie about that. Will people go to that movie? No. Mm. No. Nobody knows who Silver Sable is. Well, I mean, look, man, nobody knew who Atomic Blonde was either, and they made that movie. That was starring Charlize Theron. That's why people went, because she's great. You can cast a big name as Silver Sable. You think so? Sure. You really think so? It's Sony. I highly doubt it. I'm saying Tom Hardy fails as Venom, and this movie doesn't even get made. I mean, I'm not going to bet. bet against Nerd you. Nerd bet. No, go. I'm not taking that bet. And I would love to hear anybody uh, I agree with you that it's dumb. Why are you trying to bet? We heard Venom talk finally when we were on vacation. Yes, he sounds like the guy from Fringe. I will rip off your arms and roll you down the street like a turd. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb. He didn't really say it's, turd, did Yes, he? he does. He calls him a turd. Like a turd rolling in the street or something along those lines. But he definitely says the word turd (laughs) and it was dumb which brought up some thoughts for me on twitter and i don't some people saw this and others didn't there's a scene in the movie in the trailer where they're trying to show the special effects and still get tom hardy in there and like the venom face peels back and it's got a big scary mouth on this side oh is this about normal mouth on this side mm, and they're like we are venom you know and so you know the comic book suit works the exact same way i get it Here's my well, 
Exact same. Maybe. We know that Tom Hardy's in there. Yeah. Right? We see Venom open his mouth, and he's all fangs and teeth and a mouth with, like, a hole that obviously goes down to stomach and eventually exits out the other end. Is that Tom Hardy? Is that Tom Hardy's mouth? So your whole whole question boils down to if, if Tom Hardy, if Venom eats a dude, is it the same as Tom Hardy eating a dude? Yes. These are the burning questions. The answer is yes. It has to be. Tom Hardy's in there. Unless Tom Hardy moves, gets out of the way, and the (laughs) Venom suit opens up, and it's like, (laughs) for lack, let's see, it's like, this is the dude of, and Tom Hardy's like, oh, pardon me, let me just, okay, (laughs) come on in. As the Venom suit swallows, it's just like, Tom Hardy's just like, right, you know, like our guts just slapping up against him in there, or whatever, and then Venom poops it out later, or does Tom Hardy sit down in the toilet and take a human-sized crap later on? Uh, Okay, so (laughs) when Venom opens his mouth, right, you don't see him. At all. You just see the mouth. You just see a mouth and a the, hole. The teeth and the a throat. tongue and the gut. So yeah. is Tom Hardy like, ah, like distending his jaw and doing that? No, it's Venom. It's Venom. So like I think obviously like there's more in front of Tom Hardy's face, right? Than just a There's like a whole layer. like thing? Like a, like guts? Is he running around in a Venom gut okay. sack? Is that what they want me to believe? So do you remember Ultimate Fantastic Four? Yes. Uh they Warren Ellis had an explanation that's for, where like venom was a cancer right that like they developed him from cancer cells or something didn't they uh that was ultimate spider-man but i'm not talking about venom okay uh they did the or you know they did the uh origin of the ff was obviously different right and um they did an an examination of their powers and how they sort of work and they revealed that Reed Richards no longer had internal organs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't need them. And like inside of his stretchy body was basically like a nuclear furnace. Yeah. That processed everything that he took in. Right, like and he hadn't had a meal since the no, accident. No, I think he probably still had to eat. Oh, I didn't think he had to eat. Yeah, because food otherwise anymore. then why would he have like cause he's cause he's gotta he's gotta fuel the energy source that powers his body. Okay. Right? Uh, so like it's still it's still a body that requires uh, a fuel to to sustain itself. Right, it requires fuel in a toilet. But I will say that he probably doesn't have to take a shit because he's got a nuclear furnace inside of his belly off. that just. Okay, let's go back to venom. So please. this is what I'm saying about venom. I think that inside the symbiote is some sort of thing. So you're saying Tom Hardy is wearing a gut sack. A I'm, sack of guts. I that is know, venom. Dude, I don't know how it works. I just, I'm just like, and I'm not trying to overthink it here. I, like in the yes, co- you are. You are overthinking like it. Like in the comics, I fully believe when Eddie Brock, when Venom ate people, Eddie Brock was eating them too. I don't think so. I think he was. Because in the comics, when Eddie Brock became Venom, he was like eight feet tall. Well, I mean, like it made him bigger, obviously. But it didn't make Eddie bigger. No. Eddie was in there. He's so, just, okay, so you're saying in that case, Venom eats a dude and it like falls into the feet. Or well, whatever. I'm saying and that like there's Eddie's, room in there. Eddie's standing on guts. I'm <laughs> saying there's room in there for Venom to eat some brains and not get it all over Eddie. I want to eat your brain. Remember yeah, that shit? I do. That toy was, God, it was so dumb. I want to eat your brain. Ugh, it was so dumb. So we heard Venom talk. It's not any cooler. It does not look good. 
It's still, I do not care outside of Spider-Man. And everyone's like, oh, he's not wearing the symbol on his chest. Of course Why he's not. Why would he have the symbol on his it, chest? What sense would that possibly make? That's not even a good argument for why this movie's going to suck. Venom isn't even, like, there's nothing about Venom, the character, that has anything to do with spiders. You're right. Other than, like, when he pretended to be a costume, he shot webs. Right. That's it. Because he was trying to trick Spider-Man. Right. You know? That's right. it. And only after that, he only had that symbol for a while. Now, he hasn't had it for a long time. <laughs> Pete Talley, my, my buddy Pete from the comic book store. Uh, but what if Tom Hardy was wearing the Bane mask to help filter the Venom gut sack? I will say this movie <laughs> definitely feeds uh, my wife Casey's theory that Tom Hardy cannot be in a movie unless he's wearing a mask or hard to understand. <laughs> and that's not well, just Bane. If Tom you saw Hardy's- Dunkirk, Tom Hardy spent... More than half the movie in a fighter plane. <laughs> Tom Hardy's Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock accent in this movie is bad it's as bizarre. well. Um, it is bizarre. But if Venom sounded like Bane, I would be way more into it. Yeah, I don't know. You would be rolling down the street like a tear. <laughs> I'll tear off your arms and roll you. Like a turd <laughs> on the street. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, I don't care. All right. I don't care about Silver Surfer. I don't care Silver about. Sable. Pardon me, Silver Sable. I don't care about the Black Cat. I, I definitely think, care about the Silver I Surfer. I don't think any of this works, and I'm saying wants Venom. I don't think it's going to f- completely bomb, but I don't think it's going to make near the money they want it to be. Um, I think it will be a Justice League sort of. No way. No, no, no. I don't mean in terms of like the dollar amount. I oh. mean and, and how it's viewed by the company, right? Like Justice League made a lot of money. Well, sure. Um, but the company still views it as a failure. Right. Because it didn't make enough money. I don't think it's going to make a lot of money. I think Venom is going to make, uh, I think Venom will make enough money to pay for itself and not much more beyond that. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Domestically. Right. I mean, like, I don't see this. It's not going to have, like, an opening $100 million weekend. No, no. No, no, no way. No way. I mean... Um, In the 40s, is my guess. Something came out... Oh, Mission Impossible. The the biggest action franchise currently on the planet... Right, and that, like, Only had a $55 million opening. And that was a huge success. They were like... Oh, you know, they were all over themselves. Fuck yeah, yeah, look yeah, at Mission yeah. Impossible. We did it, you know? And everybody's super happy. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, one of the biggest movie stars in the world... This is the sixth Mission Impossible film, and people love Mission Impossible. And it was great. Yes, it's so good. It was totally great. I cannot believe Tom Cruise is still doing that shit. Is the guy a jackass? Yes. Is he a good actor? Absolutely. Tom Cruise is probably the best action star of our generation. I don't think you can argue that. Uh, However, he was four years older during the filming of Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. Then Wilford Brimley was during the filming of Cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> and that movie is about old people. Yes, trying to get young. Yeah. <laughs> it's very so, just noodle that, right? And let's think about how many more Mission Impossible movies Tom Cruise possibly has in them. Well, no, I mean, like, next he can hand off the reins or something, or he can run the team. I mean, they can, yeah, they yeah. Can do I this. want them to keep making those movies. Yeah. And I'm fine with him being in them, but please, God, you're 60, stop it. No, I want him to die on screen. <laughs> Like he just, already broke his ankle. He broke it. Oh, that yeah. famous scene from the trailer where he jumps off the building. He broke his ankle and that several scene. of his ribs. Yeah, yeah. He fucked himself and up. And it like 
it made the production way late and yeah. it way beefed up the budget because oh. of the delays. Who is this lunatic calling us? Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who this? This is Ethan. 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 How are you, sir? How was your vacation and birthday celebration? Wonderful. It was great. I think Ethan Harrison should be the new Ethan Hunt. Uh, oh. It's too meta. Too meta. Yeah, I, too meta. Sorry. Ethan, I, I love you, man. I could definitely suspend from <laughs> a string. <laughs> Don't you want to dangle from a helicopter yeah, that's yeah. falling off You'd of a cliff? Great. How are you at free climbing? <laughs> I, I am probably as tall as uh tom cruise so i am as well i could replace him yeah. we both are that's great what do you want to rap about today ethan um a i don't know what the question is because i just woke up and i just saw joe's beautiful face so i got so excited stumbled to find your guys's number and, and called in so what's could, the question the, the question is favorite aquatic intellectual property so, like, is Aquaman your jam, Water or were you a huge, yeah. like, fan of Sequest, <laughs> the submarine show? Did you think Echo the Dolphin was so Hunt beautiful? Hunt for Red October? Does that count? <laughs> yeah, submarine movie. Waterworld? Waterworld absolutely counts. Waterworld is nobody's favorite anything, Absolutely Ethan. counts. Uh, I will say there was a pretty damn good performance by, uh, who's the bad guy? Oh, I can't say his name. Uh, Dennis uh, Hopper. Dennis Hopper was Dennis the bad Hopper. guy, and he was wonderful in that role. Really good. Not a good movie, but Dennis Hopper just chewed up the scenery. Uh, the only <laughs> thing so that good. I remember about Waterworld is that Kevin Costner drank his own pee. Yes, because they're you know you're in the ocean. Yeah, no, I get it. Which also doesn't make a lot of sense because he had gills and he was like a fish man, and he could swim around the water. Yeah, that's true. So why can't he drink the fucking salt water? You know, I that seems counter intuitive to his evolution uh tune in next time <laughs> tune in next week for the second episode of the science of Waterworld. <laughs> yes but I'm they down they kept hopper kept doing this thing where his glass eye would fall out and then he'd put it back in and it'd be looking like straight up or it'd be backwards <laughs> and all the like all his cronies would be like uh, and he'd be like what what's your problem nothing <laughs> it's great pretty good it's not a franchise but uh Scott Snyder and Sean Murphy's The Wake. Oh, the Wake. The That's Wake a was good really good. Answer. That's a really good the answer. The Wake was really good. Didn't that get optioned? Wasn't there like TV news for that or something? Uh, I don't or? know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how they would do it because the book friggin' takes a left turn halfway through. I know. I know. But you know, like all good things, they could just take the good bits, idea from the and book and, and run yeah, with yeah. that. Because when The Wake did take that turn, I kind of went, oh. <laughs> I, guess. Like, oh, I guess we're in the future now. That's what we're doing. Okay, whatever. No, I, I do. I did like the it way. It was a shock, but yeah, but it was cool, you, and it was beautiful. Well, it's 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 Sean Murphy, so anything that he does is amazing. Um, He's been teasing what his next Batman project. He hasn't said what it is, but he's posting like images and saying DC won't let me say anything more. Oh, but yeah, uh, yeah, get I've ready. Yeah, I saw that. I'm totally down. Love Sean Murphy. Oh, that dude oh, yeah. is stupid talented. Ethan, always good to talk to you, man. Yeah, you guys too. I had a, another question. Have you guys ever? Because I'm, I'm a little two, probably a two year old freshy, uh, two headed nerd fan. Have you guys ever done shirts? Because I think we need to do a campaign. We're doing shirts. I think we, I know a guy that can print them. I Weird. know. I know you know a guy. I know a guy. We too. need to do shirts yeah. because we promised shirts. We're gonna do shirts, and uh, it's gonna happen soon. I think we finally have a budget where we can do so. 
Well, there's a. We'll talk later because I think we yeah. could even do like an e-store and then just allow the people to buy them on their own, and that takes care of all the logistics. Oh and no, then you're not out sitting on inventory. Absolutely. So. No, and and I mean, you still have to print X amount or whatever. So otherwise, it becomes prohibitively expensive for people to, and I don't want to sell Listen, this is Ethan's business. He knows I, what he's talking about. Oh, I know. I just don't yeah. want to sell like a $25 t-shirt. I don't That's ridiculous. I hate that shit. It drives me nuts. But regardless, we will well, talk. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk and we'll make it happen because I want one and I'm not just going to bootleg uh, my own two-headed nerd shirt. Fair <laughs> enough. And I want to make a ridiculous, scary black metal version that's like THN and like thorns with like two heads down both yeah. the long sleeves, you know. <laughs> You're paying for that on your own. <laughs> It'll be fucking awesome. Ethan, we will make this happen. Thank you for your call, buddy. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. You, you too. too it is 1230. We both have hungry wives. We got to get out of here. But before we do, Joe Patrick, have you picked a new question of the week? Yeah, but are we going to answer this one? Yeah, we'll get there. Okay, let's answer ours first. Let's yeah, answer. Well, let's answer. Don't put the car before let's the Let's do it in order. Let's do it in order. I mean, it's, I... Don't worry about that. But they can hear it. That's true. <laughs> it's a little love fungus not no mo not no mo <laughs> uh i mean it's aquaman I, this is boring i didn't want it to be aquaman so but really else. i think it's aquaman pick i think my else. favorite aquatic fictional thing is aquaman well i mean sure but like you know look deep inside yourself i mean i did really love sequest dsv i i tried to it was good. It was it was a good show. It was a fun show. And then um, Roy Scheider left. Yeah. And Michael Ironsides took over. And then it was suddenly in I the future. I love Michael Ironsides. <laughs> uh, it was a whole different show. It wasn't good. It was definitely not good. But yeah. Um, I'm sticking with Aquaman. The heart wants what the heart wants. Nobody I brought it up. Aquaman. Stargate Atlantis, man. I loved Stargate Atlantis. I don't know anything about Stargate other than the movie. Oh, I loved Stargate Atlantis. That's where we first met Jason Momoa. Oh. Yeah. Is it underwater? Well, I mean, it was Atlantis. So it was like partially, and they dealt with the sinking of the city and stuff like that later on. But it was great. Oh, I loved Stargate Atlantis. Pirates of Dark Water. Good answer, Pete. Not a good show. (laughs) That was a cartoon. And it was a good cartoon. No. I liked that cartoon. Nope. Uh... (laughs) Okay, since Pete uh, Pete stirred my memory, my favorite aquatic uh, intellectual pop property is Peter Pan and the Pirates, which was a Fox Kids cartoon in the 90s, and Tim Curry was the voice of Captain Hook. That show was fucking rad. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Yes. Huh. I love it. I don't remember that at all. I loved it. All right, what's our new question of the week? Come on, let's do this. Hold on, I got Otherwise, I was going to start talking about the pirate movie from the 80s with Christy McNichol. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) Weirdo. I grew up watching it. I had such a huge crush on her. Ugh, she was adorable. Take me to the new question. All right, we've got the new question here. It is from New Guy. That's right, the new guy. On the THN forums. It's a great question. Hey, I'm new to comics, and I don't know shiz. Easy with the language. I just finished Gaiman's Sandman Volume 1 and loved it, but holy shiz, that's the most 80s thing I've read since I joined Book It for the free pizza. (laughs) Wonderful. Obviously, it's a product of its time. Everyone looks like they're in a David Bowie video, and there are references to stand-up comedy in two separate stories in the same trade. Yes. Again, I'm new, so I'm sure there's other stuff out there that's worse. So here's my question. What book, 
run, or story arc is solely and completely a product of its time, one that absolutely couldn't have worked in any other time period. And so we're disqualifying things that are done in a certain style because yeah. of when they came out. Like, Not like Silver Age I don't want to hear Golden about Age. Mr. Fantastic wearing a bow tie and no. trying to beat the Reds into space. No, like straight up. Dated, like, like it, Superman on a gigantic, you know, right, like yes. 80s cell phone. Uh, or something. I think the like, example examples we used uh, on the show, uh, Dazzler right. being a disco queen. Well, or being anything. Iron she's Man, been Cheryl Crow. She's been right. like, now she's like all of a sudden like Brooklyn indie rock, like darling. <laughs> yes. How old is the Dazzler? Uh, Iron Man having roller skates in right. his boots, you know, like super out of place in any other right. time context. Superman with a friggin' mullet. Superman with a mullet Thor is Thor with perfect. spiked shoulder blades, yes. you know, like, you know. Oh, you, but it. I'm also, I want to, like, put a limit on, like, don't come at me with a bunch of cheesy 90s costumes, because we all get it. Yeah. I like something, something story related, Full like on a, a story element. Dated story. Yeah. I love it. I have one. Okay. It's perfect. What are you reading this weekend before we get out of here? Um, well, I'm going to talk about it a little bit uh, on the main show, but I spent the week catching up on all of the Infinity Countdown Infinity Wars uh, stuff, and boy, has it been a chore. <laughs> yeah, weak. Super weak style. I was catching oh, up on... But I, I am going to, though. Uh, my next project is to get caught up on the Wildstorm and Michael Cray. Okay. So that I can talk about it. Okay. I uh, was catching up on Tom King's Mr. Miracle. It is just lovely. It's mm. absolutely wonderful. Um before that, what did I read? Oh, I read. I was catching up on the Infinity stuff too because I wanted to read Infinity War, and even Infinity War number one didn't really do shit for me. No, it, no. It really I didn't. read all the tie-ins. Some of the tie-ins were okay. Yeah, I, but it's just I didn't care for Diodato's art in the issue. It felt really flat, and the way that the computer inked it just didn't work. He is extremely hit or miss for me yes, anymore. I agree. And like, it's never just okay. It's either great. And I'm like, can't believe that's Mike Diodato or it's like, Oh yeah, that's Mike Diodato. I mm. think it's better. Like it's better than some of the work I've had a problem with in past years, but yeah, uh, yeah um, I don't, I don't care about this infinity war. I, I just don't, I don't either. There's nothing doing it for me. The shock of Thanos dying didn't, I didn't care. Yeah, it didn't do shit for well, me. Well, and I, I also don't buy it. I don't yeah. believe it's going to stick for if, a second. If Gamora could have done that, then why didn't she just fucking do it? Well, she has the power stone, which is why she was able to do it. Okay, great. Spoilers. I don't care. Uh, we'll be back next week. Another show. This Wednesday, you will get a regular show hitting, reviewing comics from that Wednesday, which makes the show must-listen stuff. You need to listen before you go to the comic store, or you're going to make some bad buying choices and then people are going to make funnier ass and that includes us and we'll do it on the internet so yeah we're very savage about it for now we got real lives we got to get to this is a two-headed nerd signing off